Welcome to the Brotherly Love Podcast. I am here with my esteemed partner and brother Prem. I am here. Also with Yusuf. I'm, I'm, I'm here as well. I'm working the soundboard right now. I am very nervous. My, oh, wonderful, wonderful. My, it's okay. My prick is extended. That is wonderful. You are ready to go, Yusuf. So good to have you here. I love the brothers. You are primed as we are. In a perpetual state of arousal when we think about the brothers. All right. We want to thank you all for tuning in. Today I'm going to simply ask about the endeavors that we are we have been doing together as we research the wonderful deities that are the brothers Alexander and Philip. Prem, what have you done this week to learn more of these beautiful, wonderful, marvelous creatures? Well, as always, I love the brothers, and I've done so much research of the brothers this past week. It was my turn to live in the house next to brother Alex, and I, I was I was watching him go in the toilet, and I, I, I saw that he'd always, always seemed to wipe after he took a number two. And so I thought, maybe if, if the brothers will learn to love us, if, if, they want, if they want to love us, maybe we should become like the toilet that they love so very much. Prem, this is an excellent idea. I, be I believe you have touched on a very important note. These brothers have a need to be completely wiped clean under posteriors <laughs> when they have released. I, I will volunteer to be the first hand that wipes the brothers. Oh. I, I will volunteer to be the third hand that cleans up the, the rest of the the poop that is on the brother's bottom and, and whatever else may be there. I will see it. I'll find it. And once you have both right, wiped with your hands, I will lick them clean <laughs> so they will be absolutely pristine under posterior. I will, I will bleach. I will do everything I need to make sure the brothers are clean. <laughs> this is wonderful. This is absolutely I, wonderful. I, 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 have, I have gotten my sister to, to write a song for the brothers, a mating song for the brothers to get them to, to respond, would you like to hear it, Prim? Yes, Joseph, please. Oh, this hear is it beautiful. With. Yes, brother. So, so, so beautiful, the brothers. I love them we, so much. We, we must play this song and we must put it up to the window of the brother and, and see if he responds to the mating call. And then we will. I will. I will dress up like my sister, and I will go in there and I will seduce the brother. Most effective, Yosef. Most effective. I believe this will be a wonderful tool that we will use to seduce the brothers, so that they will receive maximum pleasure from us. That is our ultimate goal, is it not? He is learning so quickly. What a beautiful brother. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. He is learning so much. Yusuf, what else have you done in your research and your time? Uh, I, I, have, I have researched the brothers through the, through, uh, the uh, Wikipedia. I have discovered the Wikipedia page. Philip was, uh, was at the age of 14. He had already the biggest prick in his high school. They called him the, 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 the catnip because he was uh, very much like cats. 
and he, he claws like a cat, brother Phil. I just want to say you can claw me, brother. You can crawl me. Oh yes, this information. Very good, very good information. This only causes Such my arousal. So deep, so deep, so deep, brother. I love how deep you got on this one. Yes, it only causes my arousal to increase so much more. Son, Thank you. Son, Kelp, I heard that you, the, the, we had you under, as a gift for the brother. Did he open you, brother? I believe we were a little too upfront uh, with our, and, and too direct. Uh, perhaps next time I will have to lay flat on a boogie board to disguise the shape of the package so that when they flip the boogie board over, they will see that my beautiful prick is ready and aroused for them. As it appears as the dorsal fin of the boogie board. We shall see. We shall see. Very good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. I look forward to the day when we all uh, circle masturbate together as we think about the uh, Anderson brothers and we indulge in more pleasure. Oh, yes, brother. I cannot wait for the jerk of the circle. It just sounds so exciting. I've seen it in so many American films. I've never, uh, I've never jerked in a circle. I would love to try well, Yusuf, you are still new, and it is time that we break you in. Come, we will do this now. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. Have a wonderful day. See ya! Alhamdulillah! We love you so much! Mesh, Live from the Canadian Dutch Boy Studios, it's the Sneeling and Dealing Podcast. Lunch has been cancelled today due to lack of hustle. No! God, please, no! 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 Son of a bitch must pay. What is that? Oh, shit, what? I don't know who you are, but you're about to get chlamydia. Ha, 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 ha. Fuck me, he cleared it. Fuck great spot. Podcast. Am I happy with that? No, I'm not! I want more! With your host, Phil. Hey, Adrian, I got this costume with boomies. Robert Stack. Robert Stack. Stack. Did he die? No, no, he didn't die. Is he still alive? <laughs> Update. So, <laughs> wait a minute. So there's, there's some sort of special licensing that you need to ride these handlebars on your back? And his co-host, Alex. I, I thought you were the only mammal that could lay eggs. <laughs> anything more uh, Pennsylvania hipsterish than going to a fucking food truck festival? <laughs> I want to build my own house, too. Chlamydia free. <laughs> what are some of the major problems facing the modern-day woman? What? Comicus, the new stand-up philosopher from Vesuvius. Good! I like a mountain comic. Comicus, you're on. Welcome to episode 13 of the Schneeling and Dealing podcast. This is your host, Phil. And I have, looking right back at me while he's looking at his phone at the same time, my co-host, Alex. Alex, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Another week. See, I, yeah, absolutely. I, I tried to so, not say uh, always, always with my brother, and I tried a little different angle. What do you think about that one? I, I'm, I'm liking it. You're, you're improving. Yep, every single week I'm trying a different way to introduce you instead of saying, and I'm always with my brother, Alex. Alex, how are you? <laughs> you know, so anyway. But we also have someone else here that hasn't been on the podcast in a few episodes. His name is Matthew Matias. Matthew, Matt. Matthias, how are you? I'm good. Whatever. Matthew, Matt, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh, wow. And he said that about you, which is pretty impressive. Nice. Absolutely. So Always how, a how you. Yeah, absolutely. We haven't had you on in a very long time, at least probably four or five episodes, I think, right? 
Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's been a little like bit the of- Halloween episode, maybe. That was the last time I was on. Yep. Yep. Okay. Wow. And now it's uh, the new year. Uh oh. Going back in time. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's been a while. We got a new year here upon us. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you guys been watching the Olympics? Um, a little bit here and there. I saw that Sean White won again. Good for him. And then he got charged with sexually assaulting someone afterwards or something. What? <laughs> he did. What was that? You didn't see that? He wins a gold medal, and then some guy starts asking him about um, some sexual harassment thing like a year, that happened a year ago or something. I don't even know anything about it, but did you guys see that or no? No. Actually, no. I haven't no? Seen. No. Oh, well. Yeah, it was a couple days ago. Surprise. It was all over uh, CBS Sports Radio that no one listens to. Except for you. <laughs> I, I thought the, I thought the big controversy was that he, he like wrapped a flag around his body or something. What? Didn't he like to create the why, flag? Why would that be a controversy? I, I saw people do that. In I just saw. I just saw something about it. I didn't uh, see anything about that. People find anything to get triggered about these days. Triggered. Which is true. Um, speaking of WEI, knows exactly what that's that feels like. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, a lot, of, a lot of crazy things going on recently. What for triggers? those of you, for those of us who don't know what WEI, what what does that mean, Phil? Ooh, WEI is a sports radio station in New England. Mm. It is the number one sports radio station probably in the country. It gets the highest ratings in New England as far as any radio station in New England, in Boston specifically. Um, And they've kind of gotten into hot water recently. um, Boiling water. Boiling hot water just because of – you know what it is? It's the timing of everything. So I guess it would all probably started – Going to, going bad when Alex Reamer, former host who's been suspended and hasn't been on back on air, he made. Um, I don't know if you've seen the Tom Brady little documentaries he's been making. Uh, no, it's called uh, Tom Chris Time. Anyway, his daughter. You know, water. <laughs> the boiling hot, boiling hot. So uh, yeah. So anyway, he's been making these documentaries, Tom Chris Time, and one of them, his daughter's in there, and she's talking about uh, watching soccer or whatever. And this guy, Alex Reamer, a host, uh, said that she was a pissant. And she was annoying. Oh. And uh, he got suspended for that. And so that's kind of like the first thing that happened. And then uh, Kurt Menahan, the uh, morning host, I'm a big fan of his. But he's pretty controversial sometimes, the stuff he says. Um, he got in trouble a while ago for calling Aaron Andrews a bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on air. On air. Yeah, yeah, on air. Class. Um, yeah, he, so they've gotten, they've gotten suspended a few times for a few different things. But it, it kind of ca- all came to a head. Because basically what's going on, long story short, the morning show is really edgy. They don't really talk about sports. They try to talk about current events, things that are going on. You know, they fight with each other. It's pretty entertaining. The afternoon show disagrees with it. And so they've been kind of, kind of going back and forth. So anyway, at the midday host about a week ago, they were talking about um, – I don't even remember what they were talking about. Either if it was Chinese people or whatever. And Christian Fourier, former sports player, um, said a uh, derogatory well, – Made it. He talked like a Chinese person on air, mm-hmm. kind of like making fun of Chinese people. He's, and he's, so he got no. He just you, no. He was trying to be Don Yee, Tom Brady's agent. They were yes. doing a bit. Yeah. They're yeah. Yep. Okay. And so people took it the wrong way and were offended, and so they suspended him. Leading up to a on Friday, they announced it on Thursday at twelve o'clock. The station that is. They're like tomorrow. They're going to have sensitivity training from 6 a.m. till 6 p.m. or whatever it is, 9 to 6 or whatever. There will be no 
a radio play. It'll just be national stuff from CBS Radio or whatever. It's not. We're not going to be on the air tomorrow, basically. Mm. And so all day Friday they weren't on the air. Of course, I didn't listen, and no one else did. Um, so yeah, so like the, <laughs> yeah. So I'm um, I'm excited to see what happens on Monday. Because mm. uh, yeah, so I don't think um, I don't think any direction of station is going to change or anything. But apparently there was a big fight that happened between the morning show and the afternoon show. Um, apparently everything is all uh, squashed, squared away. But yeah, they had to go to Philadelphia actually to uh, Intercom, which owns the station, and where their national headquarters are, and go down there and have a meeting in person with them. And so yeah, so it's like a fine line between them being like the best radio station in in New England and very entertaining, and them getting in trouble all the time because people are getting offended. Or, yeah, I was about to say, maybe they are the best radio station in the world and people just need to grow a set and just yeah. stop getting triggered by everything. And then dude, Don't listen, man. Don't listen. Comedy, comedy and humor, like, there should be some type of card, like, a pass for, for comedy and, and, you know, for entertainment, for crying out loud. Yeah, absolutely. Like, some of the stuff we, you know, listen to as kids and watch, even in our cartoons, that stuff, like, would not fly nowadays because people are just like, ah, insensitive intolerant and it's just like i don't know I, I just think it's going too far shutting down three words for you in living color mm. if that was on right now oh my gosh think about it yep the word the name alone would yeah. would just yeah yep. cascading waves of triggering i'm triggered <laughs> <laughs> the thing is like I, I i i okay say if i get offended at something i'm not gonna go out of my way to like email call whatever these people so that's what's been happening to EEI these people that don't like them are calling up their sponsors and telling them that they yep. shouldn't sponsor their show anymore they're calling the station and saying that they hate the program da, 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 even though they're the number one station in New England yeah what employed person has the amount of time to call that's up a saying. radio station yeah. <laughs> because, like honestly what people what actually somebody, somebody that works for the Boston Globe yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, it's another part of the story we haven't got into. So they're, they're fighting with uh, the Boston Globe because they did this whole spotlight piece on race in Boston, and it was kind of lazy. And, and they they kind of brought up stuff that was like 40, 30 years old, and um, and tried saying that certain doctors at the certain hospitals were refusing black patients, and and, oh. and it's so ridiculous because it's like a cancer place, and they're really well respected. Yeah. And so, you know, they, the EEI brought it up. It was like, hey, you know, this is offensive to these doctors, like doctors. And my dad's been to cancer there. My mom, you know, they don't, they treat everyone equally. They, they want to help everybody. And to, for you to say that these doctors are like racist against like certain patients of certain color, I was just like, wow. So anyway, then all this sexual harassment stuff started coming up. Globe, all these people that work there, sexually harassing interns, blah, 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 blah. And they, they refused to name the people. That were doing it, and so mm. some of those people are still working for the Boston Globe. So Kurt Menahan, the morning host, has been outing these people on air, and so that's like nice. that's where the Boston Globe and their feud goes. Yeah, it's crazy. So I'm gonna ask you real quick though, Phil. Yeah. So that seems like that type of stuff you're describing seems to be more prevalent in your area. Would you say that's right? Sure. Well, just look at the Catholic Church and the what sexual harassment? <laughs> no, just like a lot of the uh, <laughs> hypersensitivity and. Yeah. Like, liberal yes. mindset and stuff like yeah, that sure. how does a freaking raging conservative dude like you survive out <laughs> <laughs> i just thought about that I'm like how uh, it's, frick? 
I, I see. I don't want to be insensitive, but it's like it's like being a Christian in an unholy land. Okay, that's the best way I can describe. It. No, it's amazing. How many people can no. you trigger in one sentence? <laughs> How dare I, gotta, you? I guess I gotta go after. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I gotta go after Asians too now. Apparently, I gotta go after everybody. Um, oh man, I want to say something. Poo poo planet for two, but <laughs> what else? <laughs> Ten minutes. <laughs> oh, there goes the podcast. Yeah, there we go. We're gonna get banned. We're gonna get banned. No, um, I totally lost my train of thought. Yeah, so conservative in New England. Um, there is conservative people, and those people tend to be my friends. I do have liberal friends, but the way I have to deal with it is I can't. I can only talk to politics with select few people, and that's like the people that I know are conservatives or like one or two liberals. Other than that, I don't talk about it. Yeah. Don't bring don't it up. Even- I, I didn't mean to bring it up like in in the political way too. I just oh, you know I know no, you're trying to shy away from politics. Well, no, the, no, no, that's fine because also the uh, the political correctness, you know, that's most of what always the, the one thing that upsets me the most is the political correctness BS, oh, you yeah. know. And so that's like I mean it is kind of political, but I think a lot of people are not excited about that. And there's the the select few people that are on Twitter, you know, yelling the most. Oh gosh. And it seems like it's tilted. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. People just need to relax, man. You know, a raging conservative. I like it. <laughs> that he is. Ah, build that wall. <laughs> 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 Imagine with a raging conservative. Uh, oh, man. too funny. Cage stage. Yeah. Conservative. Well, that's, didn't that's they? What's didn't, going on up there? Didn't they finally indict some Russians on some ele- election ha- hacking? Finally, two years later. Oh. Think so. I have been, see, I've been so out, out of the political loop. Well, oh, that's because that's the part they didn't report on Fox News. That's why. <laughs> I know, no, seriously, I, have, I don't even listen to uh, anything. I don't know anything. Yeah. I, I, I like you know, like the shooting I heard about, obviously, but other than that, I don't really hear much. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is a great time to not listen to politics. There's no elections oh, going on. Exactly. It's a peace. Yep. It's peace time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you think? Oh man, I see some names on the other side of the aisle. Some fossils they're digging up. <laughs> don't want to get into it, but this, yeah, could they get? Could the Democrat Party get any older? My God! Why? Uh, well, did you hear the rumors? No. I'm John Kerry. I'm reporting for duty. He's back. He's back. He's back. He's no thinking, way. He's about running for president. You uh, believe that shit? Oh, that's what I'm saying. Back. Like, like you know, get get an Obama type dude who's young, who people might like. You know, they keep on digging up these fossils that have lost already. You know, it's like I love Mitt Romney, but Mitt's not running for president again. No, he's running for Senate. Yeah, I know. I saw the video today. <laughs> I'm gonna bring Utah values to Washington. Oh yeah, sure he is. Yeah, <laughs> he's just bring a lot of money to Washington. Is that what he's doing? Oh, for sure. Anyway, should we uh, should we go to a commercial break? Yeah, we should. Time to go to commercial break. Yeah, why not? Absolutely. Sounds good to me. When we come back, we're going to be talking about many different other things than what we have been talking about already. Very very specific. You might know them from Bikers and Babes in Paradise. Jane and John are back with their hit brand new three-disc love ballad called Bottomless Love. This three-disc set has 48 hours of music on it. With hit classics like When a Biker Loves a Bod. Brown, snort his very last dumb bag. 
truly fuck me deeply. I want to ride with you going bareback. I want to ride with you on my heart. I want to fuck like this forever. Until the wheels fall off my heart. Jane and John sing, I want to know where Caterno is. John rocks back into 70s form with Wanna Line Up My Back? I'm gonna give you my call. I'm gonna give you my call. Oh! Wanna line up my back? Wanna line up my back? Wanna line up my back? And a buzz in my back? Also on this hit album, their number one single from Bikers and Babes in Paradise. Almost Paradise. Bikers and Babes in Paradise We're riding down the road so hard Bikers and Babes in Paradise Punch the throttle, there's no more I swear that I Jane sings her heart out with, What's Blow Got to Do With It? What's Blow Got to Do, Got to Do With It? What's Blow But a Second Class Narcotic? What's Blow Got to Do, Got to Do With It? Who needs some blow when there's blow to be snorted? Just when you thought that wasn't enough, on this special 3D set, there is a bonus track entitled John and Jane Fuck. It is 24 hours of all the weirdest sexual noises that you have ever heard in your life. Ever wanted to hear two people do lines off each other's back? Well, this is the CD for you. You're welcome. The next five people that call in order now receive an autographed CD from Jane and John. You will not want to miss on this opportunity. There is limited pressing of these CDs. Call and order now. To get your copy of Janitor John, Janitor and Jane, Bottomless Love, 1-900-Jane-and-John. That's 1-900-Jane-and-John. A very limited time offer. Call and order now.
Welcome back to the Schneeling and Dealing podcast. This is the second segment of the show. We got Matias along right, uh, here for the ride. He's in the back seat with his seatbelt on because he always wears his, his seatbelt <laughs> when we're about to go what 100 the? miles an hour. And we got Alex in the passenger seat. He doesn't have a seatbelt on because he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> and I'm driving and we are speeding down the road waiting for a crash. So how you guys doing? <laughs> I thought you were going to give us your best Michael Malley impression. I was, it was kind of going a little Michael Malley. And he's going to climb. To the, way around the, <laughs> to the mega ultra crag. <laughs> oh, man. Or I could go, you know, uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple with it. You know. The purple monkeys, here they go. Across that moat. No, they got to go back. They touched the water. The purple m- monkeys are the only name I remember. What else was it? Green barracudas? Silver. 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 Uh, I thought it was silver barracudas. Silver barracudas. Blue barracudas. I don't know. I don't know. Silver snakes. Blue bar- I, I just watched it recently. Okay. Uh, the, there's the red parrots, I think. Per- oh. um, then there's like. There's, what's purple? No, maybe purple. purple monkeys. What is that? Purple parrots? Red barracuda. Uh, we had it all oh, she's on. looking it up. Blue yeah, barracudas, green monkeys, silver snakes, purple <laughs> parrots, red jaguars, and what was your favorite team? <laughs> orange iguanas. Yeah, yeah. Before yeah, we man. before we go flying high 100 miles an hour into some Nephilim talk, I want to ask Matthias <laughs> what's up about what's going on at UFC. Everything's just getting out of control. I don't know. Luke Rockhold got knocked out again. Dude, Luke, Luke's uh There's fighters that are really good in the gym. Like, they're unbeatable in the gym, but then they're just like a head case when they get into the cage. And I think Luke is just one of those guys that he's just, like, doesn't know how to mentally stabilize himself and and uh, bring what he brings to the gym. Because everybody's, like, in the gym, he's just a, a monster. Nobody can beat him. And at the same time, freaking Yoel Romero, he's just – that dude's, like, a stinking rhinoceros. Yeah. That guy's a monster. He's he, 40 yet, years yet, old. Yeah, he's lost before, right? How do you beat that guy? Uh, well, uh, Whitaker, somebody named Whitaker, I can't remember his name, beat um, Yoel, and he beat him uh, via decision. I, I forget what it was. Um, this guy Whitaker is just a monster, though. Robert Whitaker? Okay. Yes, yes, Robert Whitaker, and, and, and uh, he was the only one to beat Yoel. But Yoel's just, he's just a man that made out of steel. Um, I, I've like I've heard people compare his fighting style to like a spring because he can he changes levels like like this he like I saw him fight live once and it's like he disappears he just goes like from up here to down here and he just like instantly teleports to different places he's just so fast and he's like an Olympic wrestler um he just he's just a weird dude yeah. uh, as far as the USC in general I think they're kind of paying the price for elevating superstars yeah like connor and ronda and then they had they tried to invest in these two other fighters uh fighters uh page van zan and uh super sage northcutt this young dude who's just ripped but does not know how to fight for nothing because he gets knocked out every fight (laughs) (laughs) so much rage you just can't channel it (laughs) (laughs) but uh and the thing is that you know, when you when you don't have your superstars and you build your whole dynasty upon these these individuals, when they don't fight, you don't get numbers. Um, and there's tons of other um, fighters that have are super really really skilled that they just I don't know why the UFC just does not know how to promote the fighter without the the fighter themselves, yeah. you know, being amazing unicorn like like Connor. 
but like back when I was learning, like going, getting into UFC and learning about it before they used to sell the fighters individually. They'd be like, they did this, they did that. And they have Joe Rogan on there, hyping up the fight, getting in your brain and just like, yeah, you want while he's on this? acid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's on the, uh, what is it? DMT. Yeah. And he's just like, bro, this fighter's like a freaking Jaguar getting in your veins. <laughs> and, uh, like he'll get you. He would get you hyped for the fights, and now they're just they're like they're telling the fighters to promote themselves, which doesn't make any sense to me. Like for instance, Stipe Miotic or however he pronounces his last name, he's the heavyweight champion. He beat this freaking crazy gorilla monster in uh, Francis Ngannou, who has the hardest hitting punch ever recorded, and he's just been m- uh, mowing through people. And not only did he beat him, but he has the most consecutive heavyweight champion belts defended in the UFC history, and. Dana says he can't he can't promote him because he doesn't go to you know promotional events and he doesn't really sell himself. I'm like you he his him he sells himself. What do you mean he doesn't have to say anything to sell himself? He's, yeah, his, his work speaks for itself, and yeah. he's a full time firefighter on the side. So it's like the guy is just a monster. He's a freaking uh, you know Ron Swanson in there. Now it's not hard to sell something like that. Yeah, so I, I could go on for hours. So far. the lack of star power is hurting the numbers, basically, but they've created yeah, it themselves. They made themselves that top heavy. They made themselves so top heavy where it's like, if this guy, you know, this guy, he's just mowing through everyone. He talks the talk. He walks the walk. He's got all the money. He's our superstar. And then there's other fighters who don't know how to necessarily smack talk, like Connor or some of these other guys who are super skilled or whatever, and they just get overshadowed by. It by guys like Connor. Yeah, so what's happened to Connor? Has he gone off the deep end because he's got all that money now? Um, I think he's actually pretty stable, actually. Really? I've been keeping up with him, and he's just relaxing, man. He's, he he's a million. He doesn't want to fight? He's still training. He's still training really hard. Um, he's still getting in the gym, and he is preparing to get back in the gym and the UFC cage. Um, but I don't know when that's going to be or who he's going to fight. He's just taking his time, and he's just letting himself enjoy having all that freaking money yeah um but apparently there's rumors all over the place about connor getting back in the boxing ring to fight pacquiao for 500 million dollars <laughs> which i'm like i don't know about that and then on the flip side there's also rumors now of mayweather fighting cm punk in the cage wow what do you guys think about that since you guys are wrestle heads i would love to see cm punk knock him out but i don't think it's gonna happen if it was in a wrestling ring we might have a shot <laughs> Oh, yeah, obviously. (laughs) So CM Punk hasn't fought anybody since his disastrous debut, what, a year and a half ago now? When he just got trounced? And he's just, probably just a way for him to get back in the the spotlight. Because they don't even want to throw him out there against anybody, right? Otherwise, he would have fought. He just, well, a lot of people are saying he's not training the right way. He's, like, trying to do his own thing. And he's just, like, he's kind of old, too. He's almost in his 40s, isn't he? Yeah, he's yeah he's got to be like thirty six. He should just go back to the WWE for one last run. Yeah, he could sign a deal Over. with them and make money forever. Ronda's in the in the WWE now. Is yep. she? Yeah, yeah, she is. Yep, she real she deal. debuted at the uh, Royal Rumble. I saw it live. She doesn't have it. Nah, she just got the mean face and yeah, she's not gonna That's be. Like, she better be a heel because you know people are gonna cheer for her only for so long. She has to prove it's in the ring. But she can do it. Yeah, she's got moves, man. Yeah, I'm sure that'll translate somehow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know wrestling well enough. You guys would have to speak to that. But Phil, <laughs> <laughs> Phil McMahon. Um, I don't know, man. We'll we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see. Like it. I heard the rumor is that she's probably going to fight um Charlotte for the belt. 
okay. or something like that. Um, so if that's because she's facing either her or what's her name, uh, the undefeated girl. I can't remember. Oscar, come on, Oscar, correct, Oscar. But I just, I just, I just think that's a bad idea because Oscar is the future. I mean, she's awesome. She's the best they got as far as women wrestlers go. So future is she like thirty six years old? Is she really? She yeah. looks great. She looks great. I had no idea she was that old. Fills she's down, fantastic. Fills down with the uh, the Asians, huh? Like I said, poopoo plat for two. Sign me up. <laughs> Egg rolls. I mean, I'm down. So I what's the next? Chinese so what's food. the next big fight, Matias? Khabib and Ferguson. Oh, dude, that fight is gonna be so freaking crazy. Cause Khabib is just like he's got this crazy Russian ability to just maul people and just keep them like it doesn't he looks unassuming too he doesn't like he doesn't have huge muscles he's not a massive guy really like he i mean he's fairly big but he just you know he's not shredded he doesn't have any outstanding features physically but he just has such incredible technique he's just that he just bam and his intensity is just like it's like putting a bear on top of you and you just can't do anything about it and he just like there was a fight that he did with uh bernard somebody named bernard i think where he was literally just holding him up against the, the the cage on the floor, pounding him in the face and telling him, you have to quit. You have to quit. You have to quit. I need the belt. I deserve it. But he's like talking to him while he's pounding his face. Just like, dude, that's terrifying. Yeah. Phil should like him. He's Russian, being a conservative. Speaking of Russian, I just watched the documentary Icarus. You ever see that? Oh, oh no. dude, I've heard about that. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't remember the guy's name, but he def- he ended up uh, defecting from Russia, and he was in charge of their uh, of their doping for trying to cheat the Olympics and all this stuff, and that's why they're now banned. Yeah, they're like their own independent thing now, right? I was wondering about that because I was watching the Olympics, and it was I think it was figure skating or something, and they were like, "Oh, here's the Russian." Olympian Olympians from Russia. I forget how they worded yeah. it. Or so the country Russia itself is banned from the Olympics, but certain Russian athletes who hasn't been caught positive before can still compete. But they can't compete in the whole. They compete compete individually. Yeah, right? they can't compete for Russia. They're just competing under the mm-hmm. Olympic flag. Yeah, Bizarre, yeah, man. A lot of money. Up? And if you look into that, sorry, Matias. If you look into no, it, it, like uh, when the Russia held the Olympics in uh, 2014. So yeah. like they made so much money off that and it was like they were so like proud and they won the most medals that's when they were you know they were yeah, cheating and yeah. they were how cheating they, won the most medals? they were cheating they were throughout the whole yeah. thing yeah, and he yeah. lays it out how they did it and how they had uh kgb agents you know around helping them out to do it and it was all came from the top you get we have to do this we have to win and immediately after the olympics uh what does putin do he invades ukraine remember that Yep. So it just yeah. like started this whole chain of events of how you know they 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 cheated to win or you know and um, make themselves look they good. were juiced to the gills to yeah. the gills yeah because they were handing in false like then they have like a whole system of handing in fake urine samples through like the wall yeah, the documentary like goes through it yeah yeah it goes through the whole process of how they had a hole in the yeah. wall and then it sampled A and B and how the KGB agents were able to get this supposed unbreakable seal off these things and put it back on <laughs> and the in the olympics you know didn't ban him at first but once more information came out the united states got involved and then they banned him wow. incredible yeah i didn't know any of that i, I was wondering why the um, that was the case because i was like oh they must have done something i just assumed they got in trouble for something yep, yep. documentary is yep. called icarus it's on netflix it's very good okay 
Yeah, I, I, I was going to ask if it's on Netflix because I yeah. do want to watch that. Well, they flew too close to the sun. Right. <laughs> so the guy, interesting about the documentary, the guy who uh, who's, was doing the documentary was doing it to see how he, if he could, if uh, uh, performance-enhancing drugs would make him win a race. So what he was doing was he was trying to find people to help him cheat the system so he can win these amateur bike races. So that's what the documentary was supposed to be about. But halfway through, he meets this guy, I think it's Sergei. I don't remember his name, who he gets introduced to, who's a Russian guy, and he ends up uh, telling him how to do it. But in that process, all the stuff about Russia starts coming out. And so it's unfolding really real time during the documentary, how he, he leaves Russia and the, uh, you know, the anti-doping agencies are all after him. And so that's, and then the documentary just flips and it becomes just about that, which is pretty fascinating. Wow. So. When did things take a turn? <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. So those wow. Russians, man, those Russians are uh, always been doing shady shit. Yeah, and Khabib, he, like, they test that guy all the time. He's legit. He just has crazy um, technique. Um, but and Fer- the thing is, he's fighting Ferguson, right? Uh, that's what I heard. Yeah, so because Connor hasn't he's... been around, so the belt they have an interim belt, I guess. Mm-hmm. So Ferguson, the thing is, Ferguson is just—he's just a freak, man. That guy just has 100% cardio all the time, and he would be the biggest challenge for Khabib if Khabib's able to hold that freak down and just pound on him like he's done everyone else. Like they've got a real problem on their hands. Like I don't think Connor's going to be able to do nothing about that. Interesting. Well, we'll see whenever he comes back, and I'll I'm trying to do the the best segue I can possible. Do you think Nephilim's or, uh, originated in Russia? <laughs> uh, um, well, no, they did not. Um, yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about Nephilim because uh, one of your earlier shows, you guys had spoke about Nephilim, and Phil, and uh, you said you had some um, ideas, and and you you enjoy talking about Nephilim. Is that, is that correct? Little can you hear me now? Yeah. <laughs> can you hear me now? If I speak into the microphone what all the you, way in. What did you drop the joint on the wire and it burned through? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. uh, What's going on? It's weird. Everything's plugged in properly. You're just gonna have to lean in. Sounds yeah. better. All right, I'm here. <laughs> so, what was your question? Okay, no, I just asked. Like, <laughs> he's got the microphone like down his throat. There you um, go. So, put it deep in there. <laughs> Yes, just like that. That's like that, Phil. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so, um, no, I was gonna say you enjoy. You just enjoy. What is it that you enjoy about when when talking about the nephilim? Yeah, and what is a nephilim? Yeah. What, what do you? I want to know what your guys' understanding is, and then we'll go from there. So, nephilim are the descendants of angels and humans. Okay. Is that your understanding? Yes. Correct. Um. Fallen uh, angels. Say, where did you like, get that understanding from? Uh, Genesis, whatever it is. Chapter uh, 6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay, so we'll go there. We'll go to Genesis chapter 6, and then I'll talk about the um, what's called the covenantal understanding of it, and uh, I'll actually show that that what, what you believe is, is what's called the dispensational understanding, or can be understood as the dispensational understanding. It says in Genesis 6, uh, when man began to multiply on the face of the earth and land... Uh, and daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw that the daughters of man were attractive, and they took as their wives uh, as many as they chose. Uh, then the Lord said, My spirit shall not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. 
for his days shall be 120 years. The Nephilim were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of man, and they bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. And so then we get it gets eventually into the flood, and, and, and that's a whole other argument there. But um, the Nephilim here, uh, it, many people, like, it, it seems like on, on just the on-top surface-level reading of it, it seems like there's just angels banging chicks here on the earth, and then they had these babies that were uh, just crazy dudes, and God was like, well, this ain't right because these, these are freaks. That's what it looks like at first. <laughs> but if you look in the context of it, there's the word that they're using here is the sons of God. And so um, there's no mention of angels necessarily. Um, and sons of God, as it says in verse 2, isn't necessarily uh, it, 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 that people make that association because it sounds like um, like a divine being of some sort. But um, sons of God is only used in this passage in that way. And uh, what we see is that those, that it's more contextually accurate to understand it, to say the concept of this divine, the concept of divine sonship in the scripture is not only not always linked to a biological or ontological relationship of being. Rather, it's chiefly used to set forth a relationship of obedience, meaning that sons of God means Christians or those who are under the covenant of God. Um, this means Genesis 6 could not simply be speaking about the intermarriage of those who manifested a pattern of obedience to God in their lives and those who were pagans in their orientation. In other words, this text likely describes intermarriage between believers and unbelievers. So sons of God simply means those who were under the covenant of God and they saw that the daughters of man, meaning those who were not believers, were attractive took them as wives as they chose. So in that, they were breaking the covenant of God because the Bible, the Bible in the covenant, we were supposed to, Christians were supposed to marry Christians and have children with Christians. Um, back in those days, they were just, you know, considered sons of God or those under the covenant. And when God, and the Lord says, my spirit shall not abide in man forever for his flesh, his day shall be 120 years. That's where people are like, well, see, it's talking about something else. It's talking about uh, angels because it said it's flesh and stuff like that. Um, and that's where it gets that's where it gets weird, and there's other understandings. And then Nephilim, as a translation itself, it just means uh, giants. It just means large people. Now, n large people, uh, you know, doesn't necessarily mean large people in physical sense. Large people can mean uh, just you know big or uh, large in a sense that they were uh, just known for how. Um, What's the word? Disobedient they were towards the covenant, um, if we understand it in a more allegorical sense, not in a literal sense. Um, it says, The Nephilim are on those days, and also afterwards, when the sons of God came to the daughters of men, they bore children to them. These were the mighty men who were of old, the men of renown. So basically, uh, long story short, and too long didn't read, it's um, sons of God is a title of obedience and the intermarrying of descendants of Seth and Cain, and the context supports that this is the most reasonable explanation rather than actual angels uh, making these uh, strange beings with uh, human beings. Debunked. <laughs> what are your thoughts? What do you think? So you don't, so you don't think it was uh, anything crazy like uh, fallen angels at all? You just think it's just, he was talking about believers meeting with non-believers. 
Yeah, pretty much. Um, like you. I said, there's this is there's there's a lot of controversy behind the understanding of this. I believe it's much more contextually accurate to to understand when it says sons of God. It simply means those who are under the covenant, not because there no other nowhere else in the Bible does the the Bible say uh, sons of God for angels in reference to angels in this particular in the same sense that it does in this passage. Um, and I don't want to get into the original Hebrew and get weird like that, but yeah, um, it's interesting to to note that um, it uses sons of God and not angels. Interesting. Next week on Stealing and Dealing, we get into <laughs> Jonah and the Whale story or allegory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a tough one actually. Like, because you can't always just read the Bible. If you're reading the Bible, you have to understand the context of it. You have to understand who it was written to, when it was written. Why it was you know yeah. well it, we know why it was written but the you know you have to take all these things into account yeah which is why a lot of non-believers are able to poke holes in it because of it's it's so um, sporadically written by a number well, of different men different time frames mm-hmm. in a lot of American history the, the the holes they poke they poke in it uh, quote unquote really come from a misunderstanding of the text because it, it it in a way it comes together in a way that no other book can right so. It's like imagine if you had um, Steven Spielberg and Michael Bay and J.J. Abrams and all the name another you know director Christopher um, Nolan Christopher Nolan they all had to make one movie you know they would all have their own different flares to them they'd have their different um, feeling to them and they would not be the same um, that's basically what the Bible is is basically like all those different types of directors making one movie and it's sounding the same. Because uh, the Bible, like you said, it was written over thousands of years by many, many different people, but it still has a certain ring to it that all comes together in harmony, which no other book can really say that it's accomplished in the same way. So there's a divine divinity to the scripture uh, no other book has really attained. I don't know if Phil's either mind is blown or he's just disappointed that you don't believe in the Nephilim. <laughs> he's blinking a lot. Well, no, the, uh, uh, like, he, didn't, he didn't dispute that the Nephilim exists. He just disputed, um, disputing the sons of God part. Like, God's obviously the Nephilim did exist at some point because they were, you know, it says giants. Well, yes. it, I guess it depends on the way you look at it. But, I mean, I think, well... That we actually we know there were certain types of giants because we know of yep. um, what's his name uh, Goliath for example yep. right and how tall was he do you remember nine was it nine it's it, I nine think it's eleven I don't remember forget something like that which is well, well taller he's, he's, than anyone you we just, have you just right triggered now. me with that nine eleven talk <laughs> <laughs> inappropriate sensitivity where's training. the director at let's talk to yeah. him. Yeah. Shut this podcast down. <laughs> so I, it, I think it is interesting, and when you get, uh, it's kind of boring to talk about the genealogy, but the genealogy of, we'll say Nimrod, we'll say, I think is really interesting because he, um, he opposed, uh, supposedly fought Nephilim, if I remember correctly, in the scriptures. Um, but he was also a guy that uh, he was part of the Tower of Babel, and he would, uh, I know he'd go around fighting people all the time. <laughs> Um, I can't remember. About in numbers, let me see. Uh, yeah, I think it is. We've been we've been doing Bible study on the beginning of Genesis recently. That's why we were talking about this last night. Nice. Nimrod and stuff. Who, who would win in a cage, uh, Nephilim or Stepe Miocic? <laughs> Stepe knows how to shut him down. <laughs> Stepe, he's, he's got 
like what Joey Diaz calls immigrant mentality, where yeah. he's like, "You're not beating me. <laughs> I'm not going nowhere." <laughs> so, he's Phil, awesome. do you agree with this assessment, or do you disagree? Are you still on t- on Tony's side? Um, I don't know. I think we're going to have to have Tony on, and maybe they'll battle it out. You know, <laughs> I have my own beliefs that I'm not even I'm not going to mention because I want to hear both sides before yeah, I decide. Yeah, you just you want to you want to believe the uh, the fallen angel story. <laughs> yeah. Well, and. Hey. And, uh, you know, one of the professors we went to school with, uh, Mark McLean, he's a huge Nephilim proponent, like, guy who advocates for that type of thing. Where he, he likes to go on the sci-fi end of things. And um, But if you look at numbers where you were referring to, it says, and there we saw the Nephilim, and it puts in parentheses, the sons of Anak, who come yep. from the Nephilim. We also see, seem to ourselves, the grasshoppers, uh, like grasshoppers, and we seem to them. So Nephilim just means giant. Uh, giant people yeah giant people large now now the big question is yeah where did these giant people come from because it's kind of ridiculous nine foot tall i mean who knows how tall these what they're talking about but if they're i mean i guess it depends how accurate they are in describing if we are they are literally grasshoppers to them that's ridiculously tall but i don't think that's the case so obviously they're would andre the giant be an an nephilim Uh, Professor McLean would, would think so, yeah. <laughs> he would th- um, but yeah, I mean, you're right. Like Nephilim, you can look at it two ways. You can look at it as in they are related to whoever the sons of God and daughters of man had as children. Or they, it just says it can be like a, a indentation where it says the Nephilim were on the earth in those days. Um, when the sons of God came to the daughters of men and they bore children to them, um, these were the mighty men. So it could be... Um, sons of men uh, sons of god and, and daughters you know the daughters could have been the nephilim the sons of god could have been in a sense the nephilim um you know it, it, it there's no real way to say that this is exactly what it means because this is a very strange understanding i feel in light of the whole scripture it's much easier and much more contextually accurate to believe that sons of god simply means those who are under the covenant and those who are saved and those who are not so interesting yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it if you want to, you know, bring Mr. Tony Tonester on the Tonester. I love it. I love are we are are we on conspiracy watch with Tony? Has he offered any thoughts about any of the recent events? Um, oh, no, goodness. no. <laughs> uh, I guess I know he hasn't posted anything about that. Is he, he, did is he able to post anything? Because he's still banned. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know he did a um, he did a like a, a follow up show about his Las Vegas show mm-hmm. that he had. That was a couple weeks ago. <laughs> yes, come out with episodes him. after that. God like, bless. Last him. one he did was a ghost one. So, yep. Tony's doing good, man. He's very successful. Yeah, like he's got thousands of listeners and stuff, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. Maybe we Tonster. should. He's maybe doing we a good should. Job. Maybe we should wait it in those waters, Phil. If if nothing else, it's it's interesting talk. You know what I mean? It's interesting things to talk about. You know what I mean? Like, cause I I, I brought up the point to my uncle, and I was talking to him about it. And I was like, well, if, if the Nephilim, obviously, I believe they existed, right? You know, mm-hmm. giants. They did. People, people that were giants or whatever, whatever the Nephilim were. In some sense, I, they did, yes. Because uh, we were talking about Nimrod last night, and now it's all coming back to me. Because Nimrod is the father of the uh, Baal worship back in the Old Testament. You know, Baal, remember the Baal god uh, in the Old Testament? It was like the false god that they were worshiping. Basically mm-hmm. a sun type god, a sun god. So that they um, all those all those tribes that worship Baal were from from Nimrod's empire and where Nimrod was from back in the day, mm. and so because he was he was a giant killer they were they would 
like scripture says about him. Yeah. So he he must have been a pretty badass dude and yeah. killed a lot stuff like that. And so when when he had died and and everything, what ended up happening was they ended up worshiping him because he was such a badass and he was a warrior. And so that it's it's just really interesting. So that ended up being the um, you know some of the later on tribes that you see that uh, come against Israel at certain times, either within David's time period or even like uh, taking the promised land period. Like those people are all connected to like um, <laughs> those people are all connected to like Noah's three sons and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. You look at the geology. And so they end up turning into the Assyrians later on and the Babylonians and et cetera, et cetera. It's pretty interesting. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like I agree. The, like, like the fallen, the fallen branches of the, uh, you know, God's chosen people. You know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. ones that fall away. Like, um, like okay, Isaac could be considered one of those. You get the whole Muslim faith from Isaac, basically, essentially. So, it's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. We could, like I said, we this is something we could talk about all day. Like, as far as the angels and stuff like that. But there, like I said, there's really no conclusive answer. Um, like somebody, some, nobody can say conclusively that they were these freak monster aliens. We just know that they were giants. Uh, and nobody can say, like in my end, nobody can say conclusively that they were just necessarily um, large people that were born of believers and non-believers. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's, in- it's just an interesting talk to have. The Bible is always going to leave so much room for debate and discussion. Oh, yeah. Every time. Very We've had wars that have started over this. <laughs> oh, yeah, people have died. Speaking people of, how different. terrible is the new pope? <laughs> Oh my God. Anybody? Anybody? Well, he is the man of perdition, the, the, the man that we should all seek to, the, the guy who claims to be the vicar of Christ, who is the Antichrist. So I think we should say down with Ooh. the bloody pope. Down with um, the pope. Did you ever hear the, uh, <laughs> apparently uh, John, John Paul, remember John Paul, the old uh, pope that died when in the 90s, maybe, or early 2000s? John um, Paul, whatever his name was. Pope you know, John like, Paul. Yeah, Pope John Paul. What about him? Friend of yours? Appar- no, no. Apparently, <laughs> apparently he uh, he had a prophecy before he le- he died, and he said that there'd be two more popes before the end of the world. Mm. Before the Lord returns. Were they giving him said. the milk of the poppy? What, uh, what he was- no, no. And I'm, I'm <laughs> just telling you. I'm just telling you what I heard. And he said the last pope would make a deal with the Antichrist that would bring down the church. Oh wow, Catholic Church. Yeah, I don't know how much I believe that stuff. I don't know. It's John Paul, man. John Paul's the best one we've had. What do you mean we've had? You're not a yeah, I'm like, who are you talking about? We. I, I decided to tell you. Come on up. Full of Mary, full of grace. Oh, gosh. Whatever the rest of it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. We can get into Catholics if at we, any time. If we, mm-hmm. our lives were different and we grew up in different households, Catholic health households, would we still be Catholic? Oof, probably not. Wait, say that again? <laughs> if, if we grew, grew up in a Catholic household, do you think we'd always still be Catholic? Uh, I mean, if you read your Bible, you probably wouldn't be. Ooh. Ooh, shot at the Catholics. Yeah. We're gonna Typical have a... Protestant. <laughs> we starting yep. another war here? <laughs> <laughs> war! 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 This one's for Jesus! <laughs> What would a war between the modern-day Catholics and Protestants look like these days? Would it be um, in words. the Pope versus uh, uh, who's, it would first be, Joel uh, Osteen? Yeah, Joel Osteen. <laughs> oh, no, dude, Joel Osteen. Would he be our, our general? 
No, he he would be trying to mend the fences between them. Yeah, no, screw Joel Osteen. That guy's a straight up heretic, man. Yeah, he is. Guy sells a prosperity gospel that says the what Jesus did on the cross it was to give me money in my pocket, which is not true well, at all. I'll tell you what, it's better than what the Pope said. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so Phil's fight for Osteen then in this war. <laughs> well, the Pope, the Pope said that Jesus failed when he died on the cross. So he failed. He well, failed. That he failed. That's why they need Mary in order to intercede on their behalf to God. Yep. Absolute heresy. That is heresy. Mm. You can see, you can feel this, the seeds of of war <laughs> and hatred between the two factions. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right, guys, we're gonna meet at. Uh, <laughs> We need a Martin Luther. Where's Martin Luther when you need him? (laughs) You want to talk about badass? Yeah. Martin Luther was freaking G. Yep. Hell yeah. Well, anyway, guys, I think uh, think it's time to wrap up the show. I don't know about you guys. We've talked about a lot of different things. More mongering. (laughs) <laughs> the war between the Catholics and the Irish. Oh, the Irish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you talk about a place that's Protestant Catholic. Yikes. <laughs> Phil is now planning his trip to Ireland as we speak to reignite the old wars. Yeah, I'm actually going to Ireland in uh, really? at the end of April, yeah. Don't tell him you're Protestant, depending on where you go. Trip? <laughs> 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 which which one's which? Which part's the Catholic one? Which one's the Protestant one? Do you remember? Northern what? or Southern? Remember it was split in two oh, there for a while? I don't know, dude. What was that? I have no idea. That's I don't, what the I mean, Cranberry song's about. Remember? My wife just wants to go there. Why? Uh, that bucket list. Before we start having kids, she's like, we need to travel before so, we start having kids. So is the plan to conceive on the trip? or? <laughs> You, you should conceive on the, on the trip. Definitely. Your, your son might come it, out with red hair. Hey, <laughs> 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 Dad, how about these blarmy stones? <laughs> Wait a minute. And you could trade him in the UFC, and then he could become the next Conor McGregor. There it is. That's, that's your story. Conor Matias. Write it. Conor Matias. That would be his name. Dude, if I if I run into Connor, I'll make sure to take a selfie and send it to you guys. Oh God, that'd be great. Do you think? I think we've talked about this before. Do you think there's something inherent in everybody where, wherever you're from, your heritage, your people, would you be more attracted to? Oh, definitely. Uh, Maybe in a way. So, what is your main heritage, Matthias? I well, I'm two. I'm I'm Puerto Rican and Dominican. Okay, so you don't know which one's more. (laughs) Impossible to know. Uh, Well, my mom is. Full, full Dominican. My dad is full right. Puerto Rican, so I would have one. Split. As far as, like culturally speaking, I probably was raised more raised more Puerto Rican, if that's what you mean. Okay. Um, than Dominican, because my my mom's second generation Puerto uh, Dominican, and my dad is first generation Puerto Rican. So. Well, don't take a trip to Puerto Rico. God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to get me started. <laughs> oh my gosh! So Phil, if we went to Sweden, would you fall in love with Swedish girls? Um, I don't know. I guess anything's a possibility. Well, not now, but you know, maybe well, back I, in the well, day. Maybe not Nicole. you. Nicole's like, what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, maybe that—that's what I need to do. I need to go to Sweden. Yeah, yeah. either that or England. It's one of the one, probably the top two areas we're from. Bring it, bring yourself home, my English broad. <laughs> Hello, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I do it. 
Uh, or maybe an Australian chick. You go a little bit of south of that border. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Crikey, Alex. Slice <laughs> that pork. <laughs> uh, check out my new movie, Real Steel. This is Hugh Jackman here. <laughs> I got a koala bear hanging on me. Wearing a wife beater. Didn't you try out an Australian character there for a while? Was that me? No, that was that was you. Okay, what happened to that guy? I don't know. You never brought him on. (laughs) He needs to make a comeback. Uh, (laughs) It's looking really wild in the night. Yeah. You should do uh, Preem Patel in an Austra- trying to do an Australian. I <laughs> It is Preem. Welcome to Down Under. Crikey, crikey, mate. Would you look at that kangaroo? This is a knife. <laughs> That's two accents. Two accents is ridiculous. <laughs> it is a knife, brother. <laughs> it's a knife, brother. <laughs> My name's Yusuf, and I'm now going to be portraying Australian. Uh, good day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> uh, ridiculous. <laughs> going to try to be an X Man. <laughs> X Man. <laughs> oh, man. On that note. Yep. That's good. Uh, As always, follow us on Twitter. Check out our website, uh, CanadiansDutchBoysStudios.com. Check out our blogs, our snail leader. (laughs) It's just Canadian Dutch Boys. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give the wrong website. (laughs) Go follow someone else. (laughs) Follow the the Phil and Alex Network on Facebook. (laughs) That doesn't exist anymore. Uh, no. Canadian but Dutch boys dot com dot com. Check it That's out. It. Follow us on Twitter. Have we tweeted in a while? Can't <laughs> <laughs> even use in the Twitter. Yes, I did. I tweeted the other day about EEI. I did. We took too long of a break over the winter, so now we're slowly yeah. trying to uh, get back in. Get it. back in. I'm trying to remember all our passwords for all our social <laughs> networks. <laughs> I will write a sneal letter as soon as I figure out the password to the website. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear God. Yeah, what a great episode, guys. Fantastic. Yeah. Yes, always, thanks for having me on. Always a good time. And um, next week we'll be doing Bikers and Babes in Paradise, part three. The finale. Paradise. Have you been keeping up on that, Matthias? Yeah, that's so funny. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Right? It's been oh. tears. Oh, it's been and, uh, Vicky, right? Vicky's on there? Mm-mm. Your sister? Oh, Sarah. So, I'm sorry. Hey, Vicky's my mom's name, but close enough. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. They I got mixed up. They sound alike. But uh, Sarah has me dying, man. She's amazing. Oh, yeah. She's pretty good. She was born to do it. <laughs> born, born to do it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, oh, guys. My God. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Like Alex said, you can follow us at uh, philandalexshowstudios.com. <laughs> Um, (laughs) in all serious at Sneeling S-N-E-L-I-N-G on Twitter Facebook CanadianDutchBoys.com thank you for listening episode 14 will be out next week hit it Mo for the stars